Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. This is a political podcast with me, Timothy Robert Dunn, and the return spirit of Abraham Lincoln. All I have to do to summon him is say his name three times. I think that's all you need to know. Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Timothy Robert Dunn. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you? Good, 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 good. good. How was your weekend? Great. Good seeing you. I'll be yeah. on my way. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. What's going Why were you just going to leave? Really? Oh, no, I just just thought we were checking in. We normally... You see the podcasting equipment, Yeah, right? I understand. Kind of in the middle of a movie or two. You're in the middle of a movie? I'm in the middle of a movie, yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, Gods of Egypt? The, um, on the FX app? Yeah. How, how, um, I didn't see it. How is it? Um, I, I don't think it's good. Oh, you probably would say it's not good, but I, I gotta know how it ends. You have to know how it ends? Ideally, I would figure out how this ends. <clears throat> um, sir, I, I'm, pardon me if I'm wrong here, but are, are there some, um, sort of light-skinned people playing Egyptians in that movie? Uh, it's entirely. Okay. So. Does it, do you find that troubling at all? Uh, why? Is, why would that... Are, oh, I guess because Egyptians are not light-skinned? Let's, let's just pivot to politics. I think there's maybe. like a, a, one or two Nubians in there. So It's um, weird why people can kind of just claim Egyptians as being their own. They can't. They, sh- they shouldn't. They, they can't. They do. Yeah, they do. They shouldn't. This is kind of a thing we've learned. Because they're, they're part of Africa, but then... Yeah. You know. Okay, well... Anyway, kind of makes you think what Jesus looked like. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, I guess you guys wouldn't have back then, would you? No, we never really did. Yeah. Just he figured he was probably okay. Just a nice um, white guy with a beard, right? Oh, yeah, I guess he'd have a beard. Um, so, sir, uh, so in this movie, I don't want to go into the movie. I really, I really, okay. we should do politics. But the gods can turn into kind of transformers and they fight each other like, like animal robots. That's how they have their fights. Yeah. And they lose the fight, then they just turn into a human. FX, so they don't really die. FX likes those, um, transformer type movies, you know? Well, I think it's not just FX who likes those movies. I think there are a lot of people who like these Gods movies. of Egypt didn't do very well at the box office. No. No, it did not. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you did, kidding me? Have you seen, have you seen John Carter, by the way? I have seen John Carter. Okay, so that's another one. That's one of the biggest box office bombs of all. The bomb means what? like, I, um, uh, it didn't do very well financially. Oh. Yeah. How, how is that the case? It was set during my era. <laughs> Only on Mars. Yeah. He falls into Mars, and then he falls in love with a princess. Uh-huh. And then there's, like, several races of aliens. That These are, are bad fighting. films. These are bad films you're watching. But then he becomes kind of the savior of all the races on, on Mars. He's got a lasso. He's kind of got a southern drawl. He's a westerner. That guy, as I've tried to tell you many times, is uh-huh. in a show called Friday Night Lights. Sure. That you should really watch, because it's about the American experience. Sure, Okay. Well, I think John Carter feels is like about you're not going to watch it. Like you're nodding your head, but I mean, how was John Carter not about the American experience? It's not. It's we're it's, a country of immigrants. John Carter immigrates to Mars. Oh my God! Where he's thrust into the midst of century-long conflict between a couple of races. Just watch the first episode of Friday Night Lights. Uh huh. I've seen the movie version of it on FX. That's even not. Nearly as good as the TV show. Okay. Well, the movie version was hard to follow. I don't understand the sport they were playing, and then they also had very shaky camera work. 
I'm not going to explain football to you. Just like, just watch an episode or two. You'll get it. Okay, well, okay. Maybe, all right, well, this was a great episode. I got it. No, 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 sir. Um, did you see uh, Trump's speech in Phoenix last night? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, can we talk about that just for a little bit? Uh, sure, okay? we can talk about that. Okay. Um, so, I think we're more prepared for this podcast than he was for his speech. <laughs> so, let's talk about it, sir. Was that a, oh, boy, what was that? Was that a campaign rally? Uh, was I? I get is he it's a couple of years away from the election. It should be. He's got a whole nother midterm election to worry about before that. Never too soon, I guess. Just always running. It seems like he really likes to do those things, and so the people around him are like, Here you go. It seems like he likes it more than the his responsibilities of being president. Right. Yes. It reminds me of my one of my younger sons, Tad. Uh When he would kind of throw tantrums, and he had a doll soldier, and he'd like to play the soldier. Uh So he'd like, you know, when he's having a bad day, be like, okay, you could go play soldier. And then I just would do that so he wouldn't really throw a tantrum. Yes. And sometimes he'd even come through my meetings as a soldier, and it would be really disruptive. And uh, my children, Uh are you aware of this? They were really, really poorly behaved. Yeah, I kind of know that. You kind of know that? Yeah. Okay, they were notoriously, like... Poorly behaved. You are known as maybe not the best parent. What? Um, Why not the best parent? Uh, just because, um... My kids did whatever they wanted. Yeah, that's I never not... tried to constrain them or bind yeah, them. Yeah, it's a, there's a certain thing about parenting. about Setting boundaries is kind of a healthy thing. That's a belief, yeah. a modern belief. Yeah, that sounds like more <laughs> nonsense, gobbledygook. <laughs> my kids, they would come into my meetings sometimes, and they would just throw papers around, and... <laughs> It's true. The other people in the cabinet would look at me as if, like, hey, you're going to tell your kids to stop? And I I just, no. They did what they wanted. Sir, I can't believe I haven't talked about this. Did I ever tell you that I did a reading of a book about you not too long ago called Lincoln and the Bardo? No, when was this? This was at the Music Box Theater probably three months ago, four months ago, maybe. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, the weirdest thing... The whole thing is about how, and if this is too personal, you just let me know. Um, When your uh, uh, son died, you would go um, into the uh, crypt and hold his body because uh, it couldn't be buried because the uh, ground was too cold and you couldn't uh, dig up a grave for him. So you would just go and hold his body sometimes. And that's what the whole book is about. And the weirdest thing, there was a VR experience where I put virtual reality goggles on and watched you do this. You... well, I, I was about to say you should try this. You probably shouldn't try this. Who? I think I want to move on. <laughs> so, um... There's truly no privacy in this day and age. A man's not even allowed to grieve in private. So as an orator, what did you think of Trump's I don't know speech? how you recorded what I did either for some sort of virtual reality experience. Back in time and placed. No, no one went back. It was. Um, there were reports from uh, uh, guards or uh, perhaps whatever the equivalent of the Secret Service you had back then followed you there. The army? Probably. Oh, that's disgusting. All right. Lincoln and the Barter, though. It's a great book. Everyone should. Yeah, I probably would. I don't think. I would. I'd rather you didn't. Maybe just don't. Maybe pass. Maybe just you could read some of my speeches. Maybe I shouldn't have taken this gig. To, what gig? Uh, the gig of reading the. You got paid? No. Then it wasn't a gig. Okay. 
Sir, what do you think of Trump's speech as an orator? I what I don't understand. He doesn't prepare anything. He just goes up there and he riffs. No, but do you think? Uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Do you think there is a strength in having these sort of off the cuff, let's say, humorous moments? It's apparently very effective. It seems to appeal to a sect of people who believe that you know that their realities are a little too scripted, a little too. Uh, allegedly predictable, but yet the, everyone knows that they're not, so they just they appreciate his, his authenticity in that respect. Or that politicians are too much that way. Sure. Yeah. You're known as being um, overly cautious, maybe? Of course. Yeah, overly prepared for your speeches, but they're also very well known. I don't think we're going to be looking back in 200 years in our society and reading Trump's speeches. It's kind of hard to read someone yeah. doing an impression of a mentally disabled person. <laughs> Like, that just doesn't really translate well to the page. Yeah. I'm sure Mark Twain tried to write it a couple times, but <laughs> found that even he lacked the vocabulary nor uh-huh. the discipline to actually effectively convey it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it was weird. It was a weird night. Only Another... playing to his base, too. Yeah, that's his plan. But that's been his plan all along. And then everyone said, well, his base isn't big enough. And then, you know, it's not going to be enough to win the election. And then he won. Yeah. So... I think that just might be America. Just barely scraping by with enough white people? Barely scraping by? I mean, he's barely scraping by. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. I, what are you going to expect? Oh, can I introduce a new segment? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. This is uh, named by one of our listeners, Aaron Conroy. Okay. It is, um, it's called the uh, unfit, uh, President Trump, the unfit president, unfit to lead. Can you tell me the title of this segment again real quick? I think it's uh, The Unfit President. The Unfit President. Unfit to Lead. Unfit, so like, The Unfit President, colon, Unfit to Lead. Correct. I, I'm not crazy about there being two unfits in there, just as a writer. Okay. Okay. I'm well, surprised you are too, as a well-known orator. This was a listener who I believe named it. Damn it, you had me there. Unfit to lead. So, and we'll do some we'll do some theme music. Let's do it one more time, and then we'll bring in the theme music, and then we'll start the song. Okay. You know, I kind of like the I, I, I like the redundancy. I might have added it myself. Oh, okay. So hit us with repetition. that title one more time. Well, music is basically repetition. No one has a You're not introing the Okay. Alright. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our new weekly segment, The Unfit President, Unfit to Lead. Abraham Lincoln, and in this segment, I just make a bunch of fat jokes about the current no, president. No, no, sir. Oh, is that what unfit means? God damn. Well, what did you think this was going to be? I thought this was going to be like the worst moment of the week. Oh, and that would be better? No, not much, but yes, it would absolutely be better. Well, I this don't know. Is just fat jokes? Yeah, he should take some responsibility for his behavior, and his behavior is he's hooked himself up to a feeding trough. <laughs> Keep going with the segment. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the segment in which I mock the current president for weighing 130 kilos, 286 pounds. Uh, based out of the events of the week. So, uh, I know that I don't normally approve of this, but is that verified that he's 286? That's just kind of a rough guess. I mean, look at him. He's kind of tall. I wonder if he's credit. three. I wonder if he's a solid three. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you know, I... I 
That's interesting. Again, I'm not a fat shamer. I'm just throwing this out there. He's a tall guy. I absolutely am a fat shamer because I'm from the mid-1900s. But he's not muscular, though. Oh, no, of course not. I don't think he could split a log. If he was, if he had, if he really put some muscle on, he would. Unless he sat on it. Unless he sat on the log. He could split split it real quick. he's very fat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no, I, I wasn't going to do anything. I was just going to riff and make some fat jokes about him in light of the current events. Here's what we should do. What if I gave you a topic and then you come up with a fat joke? Oh, oh yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Okay, here we go. Healthcare. Healthcare? Um, all right. Uh, you know, this week, President Trump again said that they were going to repeal and replace Obamacare, and perhaps he could... Repeal and replace some of that fast food with maybe a salad. Okay. Um, Because uh, he's 286 right. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Afghanistan. Uh, allow me to define the term Afghanistan for you. Okay. Um, uh, overeating is... Donald Trump's personal Afghanistan is just something he's been struggling with for years. It's something he wishes he had a, uh, a strategy to how to stop it. He doesn't even know how to win anymore. Uh-huh. This, this just might be his reality. This just might be what it is. Overeating. Let me give you a tough one. Tax reform. Tax reform. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Um, uh, right now, uh, President Trump wants to simplify the tax code. Uh, the way he simplified his diets to be... Essentially, two food groups, fats and sweets. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been... (laughs) The Unfit President, Unfit to Lead. Okay. Um, I was going to kind of riff about the Arizona stuff, but I like this better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just serve them up and I'll, I'll try to knock them down. <laughs> Trying to think what else we have to talk about as far as uh, Oh, I have Arizona. a few questions. Yeah. Well, who is Sheriff Shapio? Oh, good question. Sheriff Arpaio. Arpaio? He's the sheriff who... Um, from Arizona? From Arizona. I've told you about the birther controversy before, right? Oh, yes. I'm aware. <laughs> so The guy who started it is now president. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Um, we don't know if Trump really yeah, started it. Yeah, he's kind it. of president. It's mostly run by other people, but he gets to show up and sit in the big boy chair. I think it's generous to say that Trump started the birther controversy. Uh, he That requires more organizational forethought than I think he has. Right, he's never started anything. Yeah. Certainly not his business. Sure. Inherited it. He inherited it. And also the things that he has started, Trump Airlines, Trump Vodka, Trump Steaks, they don't always go very well. Sure. Not unlike the birther conspiracy theory. Uh, Sheriff Arpaio was uh, a birther uh, for years. Uh, He was part of that crew. And uh, just a few months ago, he got arrested for, uh, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, um, I'm trying to think of the term here. He was... uh, arrested for what is the term it's when you pull someone over for their race and not because of an actual crime that they did uh in this case in arizona it was uh because he was sort of look on the lookout for immigrants but then you are singling out a specific race of people within our society 
be great if there was like a catchy name for that. I can't remember what well, that, was. that sounds sure. It sounds like he's just using his office to discriminate. Yes, just cause. Yeah, and Trump's a fan of this. Trump is a fan of this. He kept saying um, he was arrested for doing his job, which is not the case because a court ordered him to stop doing this. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's crazy. Just, the president of the United States would say that his job was to be racist. The president executes the laws, and he's telling other people to execute the laws, and he interprets the laws as being a way of, of them, I don't know, system, systematic discrimination? Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you. So now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has already said, we're not going to pardon this guy. Trump seems to be flip-flopping on that. Uh, I think he wants to do it just because he likes wins. And the idea of wins. Just this weird, nebulous idea of winning. And to him, that would feel like one. But if everyone was mad about it, it would still, it would, it would still feel like a win? I, I don't know, man. Everyone was mad about the Paris Climate uh, Agreement and him pulling out of that, but feels like a win to him, right? It's really hard to talk about him, because it is like discussing a child. Yeah. Like, why, why are suddenly is a child in charge of me? I don't like this. Right. I think if I was an American, that's how I would feel. I would say, this isn't fun. Like, there are adults in the room that are supposed to be in charge, but they don't, they don't actually get the final say. He does. Yep. Your whims are, are kind of subject to his whims. And it's, it's interesting, too, because the only people, not unlike a child, the only people that he really listens to are, like, tall white men. They have to be tall? I mean, well, you know what? He didn't respect Clapper. Or not Clapper. Uh, uh, Comey. And he's very tall. Yes, he was a tall man. But Trump seems to respect military men. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's who he'll listen to. Big macho guys. Big macho guys. He likes them like that. Yes, like a child. Well, uh, really then, I think he'd really appreciate the god kings and kings of Egypt, the gods of Egypt. Why? Uh, Why? He kind of rules like them a little bit. Like Ra, he like, you know, they're two kings. Ra, the god of the sun? No, he's the father. He has two sons. Okay. And he gives one of them, like, a really good part of Egypt, and he gives one of them the crappy part of Egypt. Yeah. And the crappy, the guy who gets the crappy, he's in 300. He plays the main guy in 300. He's a white guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, come on. Right. All these people are... <laughs> anyway, the main guy who's... Yeah, he's been living in the desert for, like, hundreds of years, uh-huh. and he's very white still. He, uh... uh He's like, well, I want the good part. So he goes and he kills his brother to try to get the good part of Egypt. Yeah. And then Ra's like, I did this all because I knew you weren't mature enough when I was trying to make you mature. Now I have to see how it ends. You been watching anything else? I just want to get out of Gods of Egypt. I'll stay in movies. Just let's get away from Gods of Egypt. Uh, why? What's wrong with Gods of Egypt? I, um, it feels like we're saying we approve of Gods of Egypt on this podcast. I just want to say I don't. I just, Have you I don't. seen Gods of Egypt? No, I've not seen Gods of Egypt. Then God's how Egypt. could you disapprove uh, of it? I just don't really believe in whitewashing roles. Have an open mind. The, no, I'm having an open mind. They're not having an open mind to open casting mind? people of Egyptian uh, 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 ethnicity. Maybe they just don't see race. Have you seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, the film version? Uh, I have. Uh, is that those with the uh, the blue people who do it in the woods with the long hair that make them connect? We're getting off track. We're getting very off track. Well, they have like their own little society. It There's was two avatars. We're getting. At, it was like a thinly veiled metaphor to Native Americans. I understood it. I did like that. That was a good scene, though. Oh man, there's so many 
Native American metaphors in movies nowadays. It would probably bum you out, come to think of it. Why would it bum me out? Well, it doesn't, as someone who fought Native Americans... I did, I fought them. I went on patrol looking for them, and if I saw anyone I suspected of being Native American, I would... Yeah. um, Basically, I would detain them and try to... Yeah. In popular culture, you're not seen as a good guy. What? That's what Sheriff Arpaio was doing, and the president loves him. Right. Right. Yeah. So, are you sure that's not popular culture? It's not popular. It's not uh, seen as... uh, By who? Everyone. Everyone always roots for the Native American metaphor in any film. What? Uh, okay, but fine. Yeah. I mean, think about this. If you, oh, you you watch FX, you must have seen Independence Day. Uh, yes, I, I've only, I've seen Independence Day two. Let's I don't let's move on. I've never seen the first one. Okay. I didn't realize it was a sequel until after I finished watching it because a lot of people were referencing their parents. Yeah, don't you feel like a lot of people were talking about the past in that movie? Yeah, I was like, you're really chewing up pages talking about the past here, screenwriters. Let's get some on-screen action, please. <laughs> well, that movie didn't exactly clip along for me. But I guess it was a sequel, so... Yeah. Hey, do you think Trump's fit to lead? I don't think he's fit to go up a flight of stairs. I almost want to end on that. Ladies and gentlemen... This has been 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I'll see ya.